Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tale that we tell. And it's episode 189. 189, there we go. There we go. You're looking at me like, what did I forget? What did I, I don't do? know, no, there's something different on the patter there, I feel. Was it? Yeah. I don't know, it just it sounded different in my I head. I did sound, say it a bit differently. Yeah, so I thought, oh, that's actually, you just says it. Do it again. It's weird. I don't know. I don't like change. <laughs> now I think, did I say a load of bollocks just then? Well, yes, but no different from any other week. <laughs> COVID brain. I don't know what I've oh, said. That excuse is going to come out a lot, I feel, isn't it? So today it is. And also, Nick, it's a full moon when we're recording this. Right. You're lucky my womb doesn't climb out. <laughs> There's going to be more of this. Oh, good. This, this. Oh, something to look forward to. Oh, how are you, Nick? I'm fine, I think. You're fine. I'm not... No idea how much longer for, but we shall see. <laughs> Hanging on by a thread. Yes, quite. How are you? How are you? you are you I'm, alive? I'm alive. I'm I'm well-ish again. I did get a case of COVID earlier this week. The that's tests what, all said... That's what she says. No, the, the bloody tests said when I felt better during, it was like, nah, you're fine. You're faking it. I felt awful. Horrible, horrible. And then, then perked up a bit. In time for the show. In time for the show. <laughs> but yes, thank you to everyone who sent nice messages and pictures of their cats. Much Marvelous. appreciated. Well, any poisonings this week? Nick? Well, you apparently. Yeah, I was poisoned. Uh, you mainly you. <laughs> Wasn't me. Promise. I've just had all week of people just kind of going, "Oh, oh, sure, you haven't been poisoned." No, I'm pretty sure. Pr- pretty sure this is just a flu. Really? <laughs> no, there would be other symptoms. Well, you seem to be getting better, so it's. <laughs> I seem to be crawling towards health. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, yeah. I'm on the perky side of it now, so yay, that's all good. Well, speaking of being very perky and not dying, <laughs> I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yes, certainly should. Thank you very much this week to Melanie H. To Christy Moore. Uh, to Hannah Spencer. And to Apollos Grace. Marvellous. Yay. Thank you, you very, very (laughs) sexy Patreon subscribers. We had fun on Patreon this week, but nothing happened. Nothing happened. (laughs) It was a delight. Unfortunately, yeah, we had to delay the Deadly Nightcaps episode that Nick spent slaved over slaved. Weeks, weeks writing that. My best episode yet. Which will be used again in the future. No, no, I burnt it. (laughs) (laughs) It was only for then. It was was for then. It was was a unique moment in time that that has passed. So no, it's no. 
Well, that's the, the, the episode that could have been. The episode that could have been, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but we have more content going out on Patreon, but we love you. We think you're absolutely fantastic. Lovely Patreon subscribers. We do have our latest episode of PC Morris coming up. It is at the end of the month, and that is for our Cyanide Connoisseurs level, where we do an extra monthly episode talking about the weird and wonderful news from around the world, across the annals of time. Um, yes. And it gets kind of crazy on PC Morris. Usually. It's quite a joy. And we've also got some extra bonus content going on the main show that will be revealed soon. Also, this week, we have a shout out to one of our regular listeners, lovely Geordie from Instagram. I hope I've gotten your name right. And your grandmother, Miss Sloan. You've messaged us, been going through a bit of a hard time at the moment. We send you all of our love. We're really pleased that you're listening with us. And we love you lots. Absolutely. Well, Nick, are you ready? Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, are you? Are you? Is that probably the question to ask? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you sure? You sure? I mean, we've only been going about five minutes, getting more and more hyper as we go along. I know. <laughs> I think I need to be taken down a peg or two. Yeah. You know what would help with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drinking cocktails and talking mm-hmm. about poison? I'm not sure it would, to be honest. Well, we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Uh, maybe the way forward today. Maybe. Bring, bring, bring things down a level, I think. Bring things down a level. <laughs> you're enjoying this, but also you're like, pipe down, you. Also, it's getting a bit scary. It's not because we just, because I sit in your flat for a while and then go slightly insane. <laughs> Run around a touch all your things like yeah. oh nick oh, i'm out of bed woo should we go with the first one <laughs> why not <laughs> oh why not hooray 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 it is my story this week good luck but we can't mm. we can't we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand as you know dear listeners every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and it will flavor our cocktail of the week my story so my pick and this week's secret ingredient is a staircase yes mm, very mm. grand is it a great, great? Is it a grand staircase, or uh, is it a hovely staircase? Well, let's picture it as a grand, a, a small step ladder. <laughs> let's picture it as a grand staircase for now, worthy of Aunt Gordon. A place to you, a, a place of steps. <laughs> a place of steps. <laughs> I can't really drag out staircase anymore. There's not, not really. much mystery involved you've, you've, in it. You've, you've tried, tried a lot. <laughs> I have tried a lot, and congratulations to everyone who was commenting on uh, the picture. A couple of people got it right. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> but with a staircase. <laughs> with a staircase. As your inspiration or ingredient? Yes, I've juiced the staircase. <laughs> you weren't sure where you were going with that, were you? Like compressed the staircase. You've wrung out a stair. Wrung it out. <laughs> what have you come up with? Well, I was going to make a cocktail. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a good start. I was going to make a cocktail, yeah. and then I couldn't find one of the ingredients that I needed for that particular cocktail. Damn! So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to make my own cocktail. <gasps> I'm using that as a theme, which has okay. inspired a thought. In my brain. Very nice. So we are having yeah. Aunt Gordon's Grand Staircase. <laughs> Amazing. She loves a staircase. She loves a good old dramatic she staircase. She loves to stand at the top and then just skip down it. <laughs> Precisely. How big is the staircase, Aunt Oh, it's Gordon's? huge. Yeah, it's, 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 it's terrifyingly large. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But one long one. Did, I, is it round? Does it spiral? I don't think it spirals. I think it probably might, it might curve. Yeah, I don't think it's not a spiral staircase because I think skipping down that, then you would just throw up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> She'd get to the bottom, just be staggering like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, wait a minute, hang on, hang on, just sort of spitting on the ground. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's that's not a good one to to skip elegantly down a spiral staircase. Or is it so it's a curve, so you get the side view and then exactly. dramatic, yes, full on, so. full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's yes. her staircase. It's, it's a, her it's finishing a, it's, school. It's a fantastic staircase. Oh, wonderful. We don't, haven't seen Aunt Gordon in a while. Well, she hasn't been out for a while. Well, so. I am very, very excited. I've not had a drink in many days because I've been <laughs> ill. So this can only end well. Mm. I think it is high time for us to sachet into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So, Nick. Mm. Aunt Gordon's grand staircase. Grand staircase. Oh, it looks very, it's very pale. Mm. It sort of looks sophisticated. As Aunt Gordon is. As Aunt Gordon. Well, we, we know that she <laughs> runs a tight ship at her finishing school. <laughs> She's mental, though, and she could drink you under the table. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but only at Christmas, obviously. <laughs> obviously. But yes, very pale looking mm. in a beautiful glass. I don't know what you've done. <laughs> I don't think you'd invent something you'd hate, so yeah. No, and I, I did a, I did a bit of experimentation, and I think it's, oh. it's yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I think it's time to dive in. So, yes. uh, Merry Christmas Merry to Uncle Gordon. Hmm. Oh, I like that. Fruity, cold, cold, fruit, cold and fruity. Mm. Crisp, I actually, well, I actually not... quite like that. Yeah, no, that is nice. So I have an idea, but I don't know if it's right. Okay. It has this got pear in it. It has got pear in it. It has got pear in it. The only reason I... Well, it tastes of pear. That's <laughs> one thing. <laughs> but I know you were on the hunt for some pear I juice. I was, yes. Pe- it's surprisingly difficult to find. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes, in the Garden of it? England. Who would have thought pear juice is... Well, I could have just bought some pears, I suppose, and juiced them. But that seemed there like is a, fucking that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. also seemed like a lot of effort. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a juicer. I don't have a juicer. I no. could have just blended them and sieved them, but I, I couldn't bored. Lazy. So yeah. So I was on the hunt for pear juice, but I couldn't find any pear juice. But there's pear in this. But I thought, oh no, I've got I've got an idea for an alternative. So is it the Poire William? Exactly. The yes. pear liqueur. Great. Yes. We so rarely get to use that, and I love a pear. Mm. So that's nice. Right, what else is in there? It's not spirit forward. No. It's very nice and crisp. It's nice and crisp um, and refreshing and fruity. Refreshing. Oh, I'm very, I'm very, very pleased with that. I'm very, I'm very proud of you, Nick. <laughs> that is, ta- that's dangerous, though. Yeah. Because I want there's a, more in the fridge. I'm going to need more of that. <laughs> that's delicious. It's just so easy drinking. Mm. What else? Okay, so so citrus. Yes, there is some citrus in there. Is that lemon juice? There is some lemon, lemon juice, juice in there. not lime juice. Yep, um, lemon juice. Something else fruity. Another liqueur. Yes. Is it triple sec? Nope. Well, screw you. Maraschino. Nope. Oh, you love that. It's not... I don't taste anything twiggy. There's no twigginess. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no. Nope. Gin? Nope. Uh, vodka? Yes. Oh, vodka. You using vodka? No. What's wrong with you? You never use vodka. I know, I don't. But I did. Ooh, that's a new Nick yeah. for 2024. <laughs> a vodka-based Nick? Yeah, I just feel like Aunt Gordon. Something she'd hide, <laughs> hide behind the, you know, the filing cabinet or something. Just swig it. Just sick of these kids. <laughs> if no one knows the context of Aunt Gordon, this is all... F- Fucking funny, by the way. Okay, so vo- vodka, pear, yeah, lemon, yeah, some sugar, su- sugar. There's a bit of sugar. There's a bit of sugar. sugar. Yeah. There's there's other things. There's what? There's yes. There's other things. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, there's some orange bitters. Okay. And some calvados. Oh, calvados! Bloody hell! Yes. Apples and pears. Apples and pears. Stairs. <laughs> Oh, why did that tickle me so much? I wondered if you were going to get that. Oh, uh, when you spelled it out, I did. Apple, apples and pears, stairs, me old bruv. Nice oh. bit of cockney. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. Oh, that's so clever, Nick. That's the cleverest thing anyone's ever done, ever. Well, yeah, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I stole that. Entirely. 
you set me up and now you just pull the rug from under me, Nick. It's just it's just a house of lies. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest and truthful. There is a cocktail of there called okay. a staircase. And it's vodka. And it calls for apple juice and pear juice. But I couldn't find any of those. So I thought, I know what I've got. I've got Calvados apples <laughs> and Parma William pears. pears. And they're both liqueurs. So this is this is a fucking grand staircase. Yeah, exactly. Grand staircase. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your only old staircase this that, is a full-on boozy staircase that's the best one you've invented <laughs> so, that is brilliant it's brilliant on all levels the name the ingredients yeah punchy yeah vodka and apple and pear juice would have yeah. been rubbish oh it's really nice <laughs> well done you thank you and the twist of lemon oh an added tartness <laughs> for tarts i think aunt gordon would approve i'm glad i'm glad marvelous oh how what a delight well with aunt gordon's grand staircase <laughs> firmly in hand delicious cocktail are you ready for a story? Oh, yes. Oh, good. Because Ooh, yes. because I wrote this while ill with COVID. Right, so it may so, not make no sense. I'm pleased with it. Like, I'm pleased with it. I'm pleased with it. I got to the end of it and going, was this, any of this a thing? All of it's brilliant, but it's <laughs> is it a thing? <laughs> it's, right. it's what we'll all talk about later. I wanted to find a story from one of my favourite parts of history, not the Victorian era. Okay. I thought I'm going to go to an area of history I really like while writing while ill and delve into an area that I really enjoy and I think is fascinating and try and find something worthy of the main episode on here. And I succeeded. Okay, okay. If I do say so myself. (laughs) This week we have the chance to dive into the past of true crime itself. A death that left a black mark over the Queen's court. Mm. And the death of a monarch that might have been down to our good friend, Poison. Oh. Yes. Where could we be going, Nick? Does it begin with an E? E? Are we off to the Elizabethan era? <laughs> Liz. They're old Liz. Because we bloody well are. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> to the reign of Elizabeth I. The last of the Tudors. As I've said, love this period of history because... Every story and every tale that you hear from the Elizabethan era is just a big old juicy bag of plotting and intrigue and spies and big hair and people trying to (laughs) shag each other. It's great. Love it. And as I said, I started hunting for a suitable story. So this is sort of a a collection of uh, interesting bits. (laughs) A collection of bits. (laughs) We're now doing a collection of interesting things that I found online. (laughs) No, they all tie together. They all tie together, Nick. But one thing I wanted to start with, I learned about the Elizabethans passion for true crime okay many great writers and historians who have credited the elizabethan era as the time where everyone really got a passion for listening to or watching stories of true crime in the elizabethan era it would be on stage Mm -hmm. and that evolved into the podcast itself In a matter of years. In, yes, in, in but few short years. <laughs> I'm sure there was a version of a podcast. Everyone sat around and listened to two Elizabethan gentlemen just chatting at a pub. Like, oh, this is great. It's juicy. No, they were very into their true crime. Oh. This is a time of a huge boom in the culture of theatre. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute golden age for playwrights. Absolutely. So you have Shakespeare, you have Kit Marlowe, you have Webster, you have Middleton, you have all these people acting and writing plays. It's fucking brilliant. And there was more and more desire to put news on the stage. You had your fables and you had all your kind of oldie worldy sort of, yes. you know, tales your, and stuff. All your religious sort of, all your religious stories about your morals and all that sort of gubbins. Yeah, and history yeah. and talking and harking back to the olden days. But this was a real passion for news. Things that were happening right then and there, you know, within a matter of days, people wanted to see a dramatisation of it. 
they didn't want to wait for it to come out as a box set. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll give credit to author and historian Charles Nichols, who wrote a great article in the London Review of Books about the Elizabethans' passion for true crime and all the plays that were produced at the time, all based on horrific murders. (laughs) So we've covered the Arden of Faversham. We have. On Patreon, which is the earliest ever true crime play. Nice. I think people credit it yes. as. Now, I'm sure in the Middle Ages, in the Roman period, they, yes, they were doing... Lots, lots to talk about, yes, murders and killings and yes. such like. They were talking about that, but really as a play, 1592, The Arden of Faversham was produced, and it's all about a woman who was shagging a tailor, and then the tailor and her conspired to kill their husband, her husband, over a game of backgammon, <laughs> and batter him to death and things. But there was a massive appetite for really gruesome, horrible, horrible plays that were about the real cases. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't dress them up and give them different names. Oh, no, no, no. They were all just like representations of all of these horrible crimes that happened. So you've got the Page of Plymouth, you've got the Yorkshire tragedy, you've got Beecher's tragedy. I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Playwrights taking inspiration from real life and contemporary stories. Literally just after crimes were co- committed, commissions were being taken of like, who's going to write the play? And it's a source of increasing interest to me about what drives the ongoing fascination with true crime that we're soothed by horrible, horrible tales of murder. And I shit you not, in the Elizabethan era, it's not just words. This shit was acted out on stage. Yes, yes. Really horribly. Quite dramatically, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if someone was convicted in different plays where they like, oh, they got the murderer, they hanged them on stage. Like, you know, with, with contraptions. But yes, pe- bodies but not for real. No, well, I don't know how they achieved it. But people, the actors were left hanging. Like, horrible things that happened. And Chris Nichols points out that I suppose beforehand we'd had the theatre of cruelty yeah. in terms of executions, and that was entertainment. You just pop along and Absolutely. go, oh, okay. But now you have the backstory. Mm. Now you have the backstory <laughs> with the theatre. But also he wrote, which was really interesting, was that murder stories are recognisable. There's no suspense with true crime. And this is true of our show yeah, as well. Absolutely. People kind of, you know, if you've never heard the story, you'll be like, oh, what's going to happen? We know it's going to end in something. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the actual theatre is more about that it's recognisable, mm. that you can spot real life in it. It's the frisson of recognition, which I think was lovely. You recognise your own world in it, and that's what keeps you hooked. So one of the plays that Nichols mentions, Beach's Tragedy, <laughs> which has got a great subtitle, A True Discourse of the Most Cruel and Barbarous Murder Committed by One Thomas Mary. And it involves just people being just beaten up on stage (laughs) a lot. There is a servant boy who is attacked with a hammer. Nice. The stage directions are, When the boy goeth into the shop, Mary striketh six blows on his head, and with the seventh leaves the hammer sticking in his head. (laughs) The boy had to continue acting mm. after that. W- had to walk around with a hammer in his head. Nice. Apparently, according to the play. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> You've got also the playwrights themselves off stage just knifing the shit out of each other. <laughs> You've got Ben Johnson as well, one of the great playwrights. Killed a guy. He just <laughs> killed a man. John Day, who contributed to Beach's tragedy, also stabbed another writer and escaped the news because he said, well, it was in self-defense. And everyone was like, it really wasn't. (laughs) But let me write this horribly, horribly dark play about (laughs) it. He was a terrible, terrible writer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he was. (laughs) And of course, Christopher Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe. Maybe worth an episode at some point, I think. Christopher Marlowe. Fascinating life. 
and there's a lot of murder involved there as well. So that was my little aside, an ode to the origins of true crime. <laughs> that you have to nice. nod to in the Elizabethan era. And I encourage people to look up articles about it. Certainly look up Chris Nichols. He's done some amazing interviews. And these plays, if you like it, really gruesome. If you're the sort of person... <laughs> yeah, I like it, really gruesome. Yeah, if you do listen to other... <laughs> podcasts that are really big on the detail just read a few elizabethan plays they're all based on facts yes it's all there but all this rabble rousing in the street is nothing nothing compared to what is going on at court <laughs> nick oh yes we've got a woman on the throne what the fuck was that what many of the men were saying at the time <laughs> A lady. <laughs> they weren't. They couldn't even articulate. No, indeed. Displeasure, <laughs> rage. <Yeah. laughs> There's a woman there. Catholics and Protestants fighting at each other. Spanish always trying to get in. Do oh. them in their boats. Do oh, them in their boats. <laughs> and the Elizabethan court is a hotbed of espionage. Mm. It is wonderful. You have priests being smuggled into England to to preach Catholicism under cover of darkness. Absolutely. And also go, please kill the queen <laughs> quietly. It's fine. We, we, we'll let you. God will forgive you. You've got merchants moving information in and out for the spy master, mm, Walsingham. Indeed. Love Walsingham. He's a sneaky chappy. And again, Eliz- the film Elizabeth, Jeffrey Rush mm. playing Walsingham. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> not historically accurate, but so no, good. No, so good. I must watch that again. It's a great film. You've got people writing in code. You've got ciphers. You've got the Queen's own physician who was accused of plotting to assassinate her. This is how in-depth and the web of intrigue that's going on in the court. And thrilling as all of this is, and a piece of history that I never get tired of, we were a true crime show. Are we? (laughs) I wanted wanted to break it to you. Plotting to kill the Queen at this time is less of a crime, more of a hazard of the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it happens quite a lot. And I was worried that it would be stretching it too much to sort of go, oh, let's talk about all the espionage that happened in the Elizabethan court because is it a, it is technically a crime, a treason. But what was the big crime there? All of it, all of it was. It's just the whole thing. <laughs> and I thought, is that too tall an order? But then I made a shocking discovery. <gasps> What's the shocking discovery? Oh, an accusation of murder <gasps> that was laid at the Queen's bedroom door. Oh, not a political one. Not a war, bona fide murder of a love rival. Oh. Do you know about the murder of Amy Robsart? No. The Can't wife, say I do. The wife of Robert Dudley. Oh, oh yeah, she's a copy of war. She's not going to last long, is she? <laughs> I love the way you instantly go, oh no, she's uh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know of Robert Dudley. I know of Robert Dudley. And you know of Queen Elizabeth, yes. <laughs> I presume. I, I've, I've heard. You've heard of I've, her. I think I've seen her in stories. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're going to need to set the scene here. Okay. And to do that, let's give a quick recap of the history for those who need it. Because not everyone is intimately involved. <laughs> involved? <laughs> what? No, What's probably, that? No, not many people are involved in that. No. You may not be acquainted with the history of Elizabeth I. I am not going to read I'll, out the Wikipedia I'll say, How far are you going page. back here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give some detail. <laughs> Okay. For those who don't know. So, Elizabeth I, okay, you probably know, daughter of Henry VIII. Yes. But not going through Henry VIII. Good. <laughs> and Anne Boleyn. Oh, she yes. was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Born 1533, crowned in 1558. Reigned for 45 years. 45 years. As a woman. She wasn't the first queen. No. But she was the most successful. She was the that. most whitest one. 
<laughs> well, we'll come back to that. She's a lot of lot of lead paint. Lot of oh. lot of white makeup. Yeah, well, keep that in mind. Oh, keep okay. That in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Mummy was beheaded when yes. she was three, but three years old, and she was locked away, squirreled away, locked away, <laughs> potato, potato, for many <laughs> years for protection and also get the hell out Just of the way. Go away now. Yes. It was during her father's reign, but also following his death, when everyone yelled at the Catholics and then everyone <laughs> yelled at the Protestants, and then her half brother Edward and then her half sister Mary and also her cousin Jane had yeah, a few goes she on was the there throne. For a bit, yeah. Yes, Lady Jane Grey, great story. Was it 19 days? Something like that. that yeah, she not, was queen. Not long. <laughs> she was just shoved in there. Get in there. Get in there. And yeah. oh look, she's dead. No, she's dead. <laughs> Beheaded. All all of her siblings and various relatives had a go on the throne at this time with varying degrees of success. But finally, finally Elizabeth was crowned queen, as I said in 1558, age 25, and hers would be called the golden age, golden age of literature, the Elizabethan age, of course. She faced plenty of turmoil and threats on her life. Hers was an era of adventure on the high seas and drama on the stage and drama in court. But one of her defining characteristics was her virginity. Yes. Why are you going yes? I'm not entirely sure she was actually. <gasps> you said that about the queen. I did. I did. Scandalous. Oh, head. Scandalous indeed. Yeah. You you reckon that she she dabbled? I think you? she may have dabbled a little <laughs> bit. I wonder with whom and with how many. <laughs> but she would be called the Virgin Queen. That she would. Why would she be called the Virgin Queen? Basically, she never married. Yes. She never married. She never publicly took a lover, and she never bore children. She certainly never bore children. Mm. I mean, if she did, it was a best-kept secret in all <laughs> of the world. Though some people still try and claim, I'm the descendant. No, you're not. No, you're, not. No, you're no, bloody you're not. No. not. So, very important, the Queen, get married, continue the line mm. of succession, and marry this person. This will be very good politically. This will be very good for this person. This will be very good for that person. But Elizabeth was, no, no, I will not marry. She didn't want to be used as a pawn. She was going to be a Queen in her own right. But she certainly had her favourites over the years. <laughs> yes. She had a few... Had a few favorites. Well, you would if you're a queen, I feel. I mean, why well, not? Absolutely. Why different not? Different one every bloody week. <laughs> you would. Well, well she had some loyalty. <laughs> you're more fickle, let's yeah, see. very much so. <laughs> you're more like James I, aren't you? <laughs> Walking around court with your cock out, like... <laughs> no. Of her favorites, maybe of the... The most favoritest of favorites. The favoritest ones. There's some disputes. Some people say it's Essex, but... I think we can all agree that Robert Dudley yes. was her very, very firm favourite. <laughs> Number one favourite, I suppose. Number, totally my favourite, my BFF forever. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Dudley and Elizabeth had known each other since childhood, very close, supportive friends. Rumours abound that they had been lovers since they could do it. <laughs> Those people would have it like, oh, no, they were at it, out of the womb. That was it. You know, they, were, they were bound together in love. People romanticise it. They would not marry because obviously fate separated them not in a romantic way just no. literally like she had to go to this castle to be locked up and he had to go somewhere else with his family he was matched though in his youth with a prosperous young lady with a very rich daddy mm. named amy robsa in 1549 oh i had a thing in brackets here that was just a nice side horrible side story actually about elizabeth when she was a teenager you know elizabeth lived with Catherine Parr, yes, Henry VIII's last wife. Yes, she did a lot to to bring her back into court. And when she lived with him, Thomas Seymour was Catherine Parr's husband. Very confusing. Not there may have been a relationship. I'm James sure there Seymour. probably, there was, probably yes. was. Probably was. Probably was. <laughs> but Thomas Seymour, yeah, he was really lechy, and he mm. kept trying to shag Elizabeth. 
and mm. he was al- he was always creeping around her didn't didn't get anywhere but was constantly following around and Catherine Parr died and then I think he was dragged out of the house and arrested for it <laughs> it was quite gross <laughs> yeah mm. so it, maybe maybe that gives a bit of backstory of Elizabeth yeah. like I'm not that keen yeah I'm not bothered chaps I'm not really that bothered yeah, yeah they're all a bit gross so Robert Dudley he narrowly escaped the gallows when he and his father had been involved in the plot to put Lady Jane Grey mm. on the throne his father didn't do so well beheaded but he was imprisoned in the tower for a while and wouldn't you know it, Elizabeth was there at the no. same time Oh, nice cellmates. Cellmates. Peering through a little window. And also, they're not like confined to one room. Elizabeth had four rooms and a garden. Yes, it's it's quite grand. She she had a garden. Yes. And and many lovely things. And I don't think it was particularly great. Not great hardships, I feel. Some lovely things. Not all the lovely things. Not all the lovely things. You are in prison. Have this cake. But I think, yes, a certain modicum of comfort Mm. was was allowed. Indeed. Probably having a best mate there as well going hello you're pretty (laughs) when elizabeth was crowned dudley was at court like a shot actually riding up on a white horse nice yep turned up (laughs) hello and he would be named master of horse that's not prison speak (laughs) it was he was the master for what (laughs) use your imagination well horse is cocaine isn't actually is it is it is that heroin Um, (laughs) what's horse I thought a horse was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously well, you know, you say very, you get on the horse. Very innocent in such things. <laughs> you get on the horse as two things. You get on the horse as like you. As to go riding. Exactly, to Nick. Go exactly. Get on horse you see you... where the euphemisms come into this, and also, but being on the horse also is a is it? I believe is a drug. Is it? But I don't know which one. <laughs> We're so very cool. So, <laughs> he was master of all the drugs so and many, riding. Many drugs. <laughs> And just some horses. <laughs> just some horses, yes. Very prestigious position, I'll have you know. <laughs> I don't want you sullying it with all of your innuendos. <laughs> because it means you're very close to the monarch. You are in charge of, obviously, all the horses, but the breeding, the keeping the horses, entertainment, travel. Incredibly important position. But also, you are going to be in charge of the Queen's horse, mm-hmm. and you're going to be making sure she has the right saddle. You're going to be helping her onto the horse. You, you're one of the few people who can touch the Queen. Mm. Now, Dudley is probably well-versed in this by now, <laughs> if rumours are to be believed. But even if you weren't, you could imagine the freeze-on of tension, the, the touch of the hand, the queen gets on set. I can I touch the queen. <gasps> and it's sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> it is! Is it? What? Okay. How are you painting this? You can imagine that at a time when you're not supposed to touch each other anyway, and it's the queen, and if you get a touch of the hand, you know... Is it instantly sexy? It, have you not seen that bit in Pride and Prejudice? Apparently not. Why is no... Oh, some people are going, yeah, I, I totally get it. <laughs> no, just the, the, the... Okay, never mind. You, you are dead inside. Pa- apparently clearly. so. Apparently so. <laughs> Unless you're on the horse, you don't care. I am the horse. <laughs> Ride me. <laughs> Wait, okay, well, I was trying to create a moment of romance there. It's not worked. <laughs> well, it didn't because, I mean, I think yeah, they'd probably been shagging for years anyway. Okay, skip all the romance now I've written down. <laughs> Dudley, six foot tall in that day and age. The giant of a man. Oh, oh, yeah, I like a tall man. Must be at least this tie to ride this. <laughs> was, he was well featured, Nick, with long, shapely legs. Oh, like oh. a horse. <laughs> The Queen was smitten. 
if she hadn't oh, been wow, smitten before, seeing him there with all those horses, oh, wow. The pair would ride out together daily. They would dance together at court. So obviously there's a lot of celebration at court and there's a lot of dancing. Lot of and dancing. he was allowed to dance with the queen. He was at her side at dinners, at events, whispers in corridors and in alcoves. Such affection was not unnoticed, though. Obviously, how close she was with Robert Dudley. And the Queen being close to him, if he was cute but stupid, probably wouldn't be a problem. But Dudley was quite an intelligent and influential man. And everyone worries. He has the ear of the Queen. We need to influence him to get to her. Or we need to get him out of the way so we can slip another man in there. (laughs) Women just like men. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Shapely men and even taller men. (laughs) Put him on stilts. (laughs) <laughs> or a horse. <laughs> this is the worry that you can't really have these liaisons or these whispers with the queen because someone will try to sabotage it or assume that you have an ulterior motive. But the whispers as well, like whispers in court are bad enough. If you whisper about the queen in the streets, you are going to be punished severely. Mm. And just even mutterings, mutterings of things. If you slandered the queen, you'd have your ears cut off nah. and a hefty fine for the trouble. There was a woman, and it's on record, her name is Old Mother Dow of Brentwood. Brentwood? Some people call her Anne, but Old Mother Dow I quite like. And she was thrown in jail after telling her neighbours that Lord Robert hath given Her Majesty a red petticoat. (gasps) Scandalous. And there was one, bless their heart, one report that literally wrote that out as if, and he had gifted her some petticoats to the Queen. It's like, oh, you don't know what that means, I think that was something different. I, I think, think there may be some variety of innuendo <laughs> going on there. Yeah. Old Mother Dow doesn't seem like a subtle woman as well. <laughs> I'm sure she was making various <laughs> hand gestures at the time, hence being hurled into jail. But she said that to a neighbour and then was thrown in jail. <laughs> That's it. And this is in Brentwood. Brentwood of all places. <laughs> so you have people whispering in the streets, but people whispering in court. And as I said, this is a time of espionage, of spies, a network of spies. Elizabeth had her own network mm-hmm. of spies later into her reign. But also there's plenty of other people there. Who can you trust who have been positioned there? People who have been positioned there by Philip II of Spain. Yes. And his various ambassadors and his correspondents. So he has ambassadors in the court. And they wrote back to him. And there are letters that said, Lord Robert Dudley has come much in favour that he does whatever he pleases with affairs. And it is even said that Her Majesty visits him in his chamber day and night. (gasps) Also, it was written, My Lord Dudley is in very great favour and very intimate with Her Majesty. She will eventually take him as her husband or none at all. Mm. So rumours abound, but the threat of Robert Dudley becoming the Queen's consort is very real and people don't really like that. If the Queen's going to consider him as a husband, there's just one problem. His wife. He's, he's, he's already he's, married. He's very much married. He's he very married. much married. Yes, and that is not the done thing. Yeah. Amy Robsart. Beautiful, raven-haired, it was said in various reports, the most beautiful woman in the world. Other reports, we don't really know what she looked like. <laughs> <laughs> there are paintings that have been done of his wife later. But yeah. They are 
stunning so beautiful but these were done in the 18th century <laughs> so, yeah not notoriously reliable though even the art of the time is somewhat <laughs> um, <laughs> someone scribble a stick man oh my god not entirely realistic it was somewhat flattering but people would say over the later on they would say that she they portrayed her beauty in a way that drove the queen mad mm. that she hated the idea that he was married to this beautiful woman even though robert was with her all the time yeah all the time You're the fucking queen She's the queen. She's the queen of England. She and Robert had weathered many storms together before he fell into the the queen's favour officially at court. He had amassed loads of debt and they had been been fighting wars. They'd been running all over the place. You know, she'd had a hard time. She'd had a hard time of it. And now the queen basically jealously covets Robert's time. He can spend no time with his wife. He fleetingly makes visits home. He sends her presents. He sends her money. And she goes out and buys fancy goods and clothes and diamonds and everything. But he's under strict orders to confirm to the Queen or anyone who asked him in court that he did nothing with his wife when he came to her, as seldom he did. Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't shag her when I do go there. And I don't really go there either. No, no, no. no. Never, I don't no, even I'm do that. Smart. I've never seen her. Never mm. met her. But as luck would have it, Amy was said to be a little sickly, unwell. Uh... She had a malady of her breast. Now, some take this to be breast cancer. Mm. Others, a bad heart. Yes. Or heartbreak. She was just sad. She was melancholy. Mm. It does seem to infer that she had a, a, physical, a physical ailment, ailment yes. as, as well as some sadness as well. You know, sad that her husband was in love with the queen. Mm. Either way, more gossip was circulating in letters to foreign courts that Elizabeth was maintaining her virginity in order to marry Robert. She was waiting for his wife to die so she could marry him. Um, she wanted you. to marry Dudley. She would refuse any suitable men who were put in front of her. Mm-mm-mm. What's more, rumours began to spin that the pair were keen to help Amy along to her grave. Oh, scandalous. The Spanish ambassador, who was there to orchestrate a match with the Queen to a Spanish prince, wrote again to Philip of Spain and exclaimed that Elizabeth was stringing them along, used words to that effect, while Dudley was sending his wife poison. He mm. was making her sick. Said he wrote, keeping Lord Robert's enemies and the country engaged with words until this wicked deed of killing his wife is consummated. I'm not sure if the Spanish ambassador is the most reliable sources <laughs> for historical. I think there may be a small variety of bias. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the letters are being believed. It was just like, oh yeah, everyone's killing each other over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, he could be sort of talking about like, oh, okay, there's this guy in the way, but is really ramping up the fact that no, she's not marrying anyone until his wife is dead, mm. which is an interesting take on it. Maybe not the most reliable, but it's quite it's quite an yeah. intricate plot to make up. By now it's 1559 and Amy is living in a stately home in Berkshire. Everyone is simply clock watching for Amy's death. Is it going to happen? <laughs> so I'm hoping it will. Some going, Are you oh, feeling shit. ill today? <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, dear? Oh, I'm quite well. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and Amy's death would come, but not as many would have hoped. On the 8th of September, 1560, Amy was at her home and she gave her servants leave to attend a fair in nearby Abingdon. She'd been very particular about them going to the fair, said that she would not go herself. Her mood was said to be strange, angry at points. The the word angry was used in reports, just as sort of a catch-all. But yes, strange behaviour. The servants went out. She was left alone in the house. When they returned, Amy was found lying at the bottom of her staircase. (laughs) Her neck was broken. 
There were two deep head injuries. Did Amy fall down the stairs? Or was she pushed? (gasps) And I think that's time for a drink. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nick, we have our drinks. We do. Amy is dead. At the bottom of a grand staircase. At the bottom of a grand, grand? The grand sure, staircase. Sure, it's a staircase. Is it not particularly grand? No. Oh. It's that's, not particularly grand. That's disappointing. That would be brought up later. <laughs> no, it's like, it's not grand enough. This not is grand shit. It's a shit. What stairs are these? So, Amy's dead. Who would want her dead? Who would want her well, dead? Well, a few people by the sounds of it. Well, as news spreads of her death, Dudley was informed while he was at Windsor Castle with the Queen, with the unsurprisingly. Queen. On hearing of her death, he wrote to his steward who could go and investigate. Yes. Find out what happened. Call for an inquest. Steward reported that Amy had been, as I said, very angry in her assertions all day that the staff should go to the fair without her. Asked a neighbour to join her for dinner. Her maid spoke of Amy praying to God to deliver her from desperation. What oh. that desperation was? We don't know. And everyone's saying she had a strange mind about her. Well, I'm thinking, if you, you find out your wife's dead... Yeah. And you go, I'm a bit busy. Can I send my butler? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dudley did not go to her funeral. Yeah. Some say that was the style at the time. As okay. tradition, the husband would not attend the funeral. Well, does that sound? Okay. He paid for the funeral, oh, much yeah. pomp and ceremony and everyone else, but he didn't show up. 
I've never heard of that no, before. No, I've not heard that that particular style. That but... he wouldn't turn up, but I'm willing to be corrected. Because okay. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So the steward is getting all of this information that Amy was very miserable, was not, uh-huh. was not well, was not happy, and the maids all say that as well. The coroner wrote to Dudley before the inquest was called saying it appeared to be an accident. Mm. Okay. And the inquest found that she had accidentally fell precipitously down. Well, that would do it. I love the phrasing of that. <laughs> accidentally down. Just accidentally down. down. Well, you could fall. Can you fall up the stairs? Can you fall up? Up? Maybe tripped up? And Tri- just, trip oh, up the stairs? Trip up the stairs. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, but precipitously down. Precipita- and precipitously. Not just yeah. down, but precipitously, precipitously down. down. It doesn't make mention of her broken neck. It's also weirdly it wasn't recorded in one part of the inquest, but it is known that she died of a broken neck. That's that, that'll that's do how it. She died. It would later turn out, and I say turn out, but it is reported, the Queen herself insisted that a verdict of accidental death be released to the public. She was okay. very particular, accidental death. Why? Well, you don't, you don't want rumours that the nobility are killing them, so they kill each other, do you? Preferably would, not. Yes, you don't, you don't want that circulating. Mm. What was curious is that Amy had fallen down the stairs, broken her neck, injured her head, but her bonnet had not come off her head. Well, if it was tied on securely. Securely. Yeah, very much still in place. Pinned into her head. This also has been disputed and then not disputed. <laughs> that <laughs> okay. this was a report about her death later saying and her bonnet was firmly in place and some people date that report as after that like, years later making it up and saying was it was was this new information that emerged and going nah nah that never happened but apparently her bonnet was still firmly on her head okay after falling down the stairs well a big old hat pin going through or something <laughs> into her skull well, no into her into her hair would keep it right, attached have you ever fallen down nick not down the stairs, precipitously, no, I must admit. <laughs> wearing a hat. <laughs> wearing a hat. <laughs> Aunt Gordon's hat would stay in place, exactly. I fear. Yeah. It, do you not... Okay. You understand how hats and ladies work, right? The hat pin is not something that actually fuses to your skull. Yes, it goes into your skull. It would It would move a bit. It would move well, a bit. There's no one saying it's not, it hasn't moved a no, bit. No, that's what they were saying, is that it didn't move. It was just firmly like, like she just put it on. It was just there. Perhaps it was glue to her head. Perhaps it was, <laughs> her, was, was, her, was, was her hair. Her hair was just <laughs> fashioned into a hat. She fashioned herself in her hair into a hat and then threw herself down the stairs. Yeah. Okay. The stairs, you mentioned, were they grand stairs? I did mention that. There were eight steps. Not very precipitous, I feel. No. And back then, you can imagine a Tudor house, long, broad. Yes. Quite, not, not, quite... Not, not steep little, it's not a tower. What's a where? Where are the steps? Are they sort of your grand entranceway sort of steps, I was or trying are to they find... your sort of servants' quarters, which would be very steep? I was trying to find information on that. There were it. It didn't seem like these were the servants' quarters. These are not sort of like back of stairs sort of steps. No, I not... I was wondering whether or not that had been confused. The eight steps. Because that would be like going would up be, like four floors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, so they're only servants, so fine. Exactly. Climb. climb, climb, scale the bloody walls. But she wouldn't come down the seven steps. Why would she come mm. down the seven steps? So eight steps, very long and broad. So she falls down. Uh, unlucky. But well, also, not probably well carpeted or cushioned, <laughs> but they are going to be just like big old stone sharp pointy steps. The sharp pointy steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or wooden pointy steps. Splinters. 
Splinters. Mm. Perhaps that's what kept the bonnet in place. No. Just a massive, <laughs> a massive splinters. She tumbled down the stairs. Her hat somehow miraculously fell back on her head, and two splinters just pincered just into pincered her head. In. Those were the two wounds. We've solved it. That's I'm, it. I'm glad to see we're getting to the bottom of this. We are. <laughs> Robert Dudley insisted that the jury at the inquest be made up of sympathetic men to the family. Well, one would. Yeah. Even maybe slipped a few coins to the to the jury foreman as well. Yeah. Very, very keen that this was a sympathetic inquest. As I said, he didn't attend the funeral. The chaplain at the service said out loud that Amy had been pitifully slain, but he later said he tripped in his speech. It's quite a trip to make, really, isn't it? To accidentally say she's been pitifully slain. Mm. What was he? What was he s- intending to say instead? She was pitifully plain. <laughs> <laughs> she like... was. She was pitifully plain. Yes. Or maybe an ugly m- bitch. <laughs> not much of a Freudian slip, really. No, is exactly. <laughs> she was pitifully slain, and she pitifully fell precipitously. <laughs> he couldn't say precipitously, and it came out as like some fucker killed her. <laughs> Soon people, unsurprisingly, are muttering that Dudley had indeed done away with his wife so that he could marry a queen. Dudley himself was terrified of malicious talk that would arise from the incident. And it didn't take long for members of the Queen's Council to start spreading rumours themselves in order to manoeuvre Dudley out of her favour. William Cecil, lovely William, jumped on the bandwagon. He was like, oh, I am so getting in on this. Whether he believed Dudley killed his wife or anyone or uh, arranged for people. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was off to France going, oh, you've heard about Dudley. Have you heard about Dudley? Yeah. Totally talking about that. Other rivals ensured it it was spread across Europe that there was a scandal associated with Dudley. And it works to an extent because while the Queen would never let him go from court, she called him like my little dog. He's like my little dog. Mm, That's mm, not going to wonders for you, ego, is it really? No. She knew she couldn't marry him. Yeah. Because if he's rumoured to have anything to do with his wife's death... There is a black mark mm. over him. She cannot marry him. No. And so whatever's happened, it's worked. Whether Dudley killed his wife, whether his rivals well, quite. Could arranged for well. it, or something just accidental happened or, or very tragic happened to Amy, she can't marry him now. No. She continued to give him titles through his life, ensured he had a very high position at court. He... Proposed to her repeatedly, nope, 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 not ready yet, not ready, but I will, I will, I will at some point. She even proposed, I don't know if you know this, for him to marry Mary, Queen of Scots. Yes, I had heard that. Oh, you had heard that? Yes, I did know that. And she wanted them all to live together Mm. in Kenilworth Castle. They're all going to have a nice menage a trois. Delightfully happy time, all of them together. Yeah, she was like, marry Mary, Queen of Scots, and then we'll all live together. It'll be fine. Mary, Queen of Scots will calm the shit down. What could possibly go wrong with that arrangement? (laughs) Yeah, nothing, nothing. (laughs) Dudley's like, piss off woman yes, no. no marry me I love you and he kept he kept proposing kept proposing and she kept turning him down until he eventually skulked off and married the queen's very sexy red-headed cousin mm. with a very sexy name Lettuce <laughs> Lettuce Nollis Lettuce Nollis Lettuce Nollis sounds like a joke from Life of Brian <laughs> <It does> rather, <laughs> yeah. Lettuce uh, Nollis I think I'm pronouncing that right N- uh, K-N-O-L-L-Y-S Knowles. Oh, is it Knowles? I think so. Oh, I guess. Would it be? Oh, no, come on. Let's make it Knowles. Knowles, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, and Y is silent. Yeah, Would it be back then? Because K-N-O-L-L will be Knoll. Well, Knoll, yeah. And then... Is. And then Y. Knowles. Knowles. Who knows? Lettuce Knowles. 
Let's let us know this. Let us know this. Let us discuss this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, the jokes write themselves. He married Lettuce, dear old Lettuce. The Queen never spoke to her cousin again. Yeah. Never did. Apparently there was a story that she was pregnant with his child and she was about to go into labour, I think it was. Oh, no, no, it was just after the marriage. And the Queen called by her house. She was doing sort of... Doing a grand tour. Doing a grand tour or something like that. And they called in and everyone was like, don't fucking say a word to the Queen. He's just married her. She's like, how's everything? Fine fine got back to the court found out you could hear her screaming across the country <laughs> what <laughs> probably that's probably what that's what yeah never spoke to her cousin again but she and dudley remained friends they bickered back and forth but they still were connected until his death oh. in 1588 there's various stories about the parties that he threw for her in kenilworth castle and all these like really elaborate displays that he put on apparently he was going to propose at the end of one night of about nine nights of entertainment but it <laughs> rained off and she pissed off early and there was a guy dressed up about to go no marry him i was about to do a proposal she and dudley still friends until he died but what really happened to amy hmm. it is not known one explanation that has persisted is that amy committed suicide that she was sick miserable at her husband's love for the queen that she knew she was ill or dying potentially and she had thrown herself down the steps to end her suffering maybe that's why robert and the queen pushed for an accidental death verdict because they knew she had done this terms to herself and they wanted to save her reputation and her soul mm. it is one verdict that has been pushed more so than anything else mm. that it was suicide yeah or accidental accidental i can get with others have have theorized that it'd be very strange to kill yourself on a tiny tiny exactly i mean if you if you are if you're i'm right i'm this is what i'm gonna do this is the course of action i've chosen Mm. and she lives in a fairly grand house jump out a window jump jump off the tower or something like that fall out of a window eight steps is not necessarily going to get the job done some experts have also said breaking your neck from falling down the stairs it's actually quite rare yeah it's more you know internal injuries and stuff that will get you you might break your neck you might get lucky if you if you, yeah, if you land in a certain particular way i mean I unless think you that's dove a, head first down i think that's a very odd way to choose yeah to commit suicide others have said she could have collapsed she could have Maybe. it could have been one of those freak completely yeah, accidental absolutely. things that whatever the malady she had she collapsed she fell if she had an issue with her breast is it a heart thing and she's yeah yeah and she falls not naturally yeah but she's yes. not intentionally and she falls and she just whacks her head and it breaks and she's got like but she's got the bonnet on to protect her indeed <laughs> <laughs> she put that on beforehand like a helmet and she walks around <laughs> yeah did she break her neck in the process or there's others who believe that amy's death was planned Either by Dudley, who sent men to make it look like an accident, to break her neck, shove her down the stairs, make sure her neck broke. Two wounds in the head, where were they from? Could have been just bashing her head on the stairs. Mm. Or even his enemies trying to frame him for her murder. Let's make her death look suspicious enough that he will always have a black mark over his name. That he could never marry the Queen of England. Or that the Queen knew of Dudley's plans. There are some who said that the Queen herself wanted to make sure that Amy... The Queen had done it, actually. She had, she had raced to the, to the house and pushed <laughs> herself her... With her, own with her own hand. Pushed her down the stairs. Yes, I'm very much going with that she had people. <laughs> no, people. No. 
No, Walsingham she, she, she was liked, there. She liked to get involved. Hands on. Can you imagine? The, yeah. Can you imagine the Walsingham sort of like coming out of the shadows, <laughs> the spy master? Because he's so from behind, behind a tapestry. Yeah. He would just like she's there, just feeling a bit sad, and he just turns out of the shadow and just shoves her <laughs> down there like little finger in in Game of Thrones. You know, Jeffrey, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> As she's falling, it's like that's not my name. You're weird. <laughs> on her deathbed, Elizabeth swore that her relationship with Dudley was that she loved him dearly, but nothing seemly had ever passed between them. Liz was not saying a lot at the end. And that's a weird phrase to say. I know I'm being a little bit like "Eh," dramatic on that one. As a deathbed confession, it's like, oh, that's convenient. But we may never have known what caused Amy's death. But we do know how Elizabeth I died. Yes. Yeah. So that is the murder. (gasps) Possibly. Possibly. Mm. The mystery Mm. that is associated with Elizabeth I. And it's an... Un- I, I literally... I did not know that story until very no, recently. No, yes, no. I'm, I was not familiar with uh, that. The possible... The possible, yes. The possible... Shenanigans did, going on behind Did that. she jump? Was she pushed? Did I she think fall? she fell. Do you think she fell? I think she fell. Yeah? I think... I, I do not... I do not believe it was a suicide. I think if you're going to kill yourself, you do it in a much better way than that. Because eight stairs... She's quite a pious woman as well. Like, you're not going to go yeah, to heaven. Yeah, so you're not... Yeah, so... Mm, I think that's off, that's off the table. I think Dudley or the Queen planning it, plotting it. No. I don't. I don't buy that. Mm. Potentially rivals. I think more. I that, think it'd be rivals more than that them. My rivals more than them. Or is, to curry favour. But I'm. I'm thinking she was very sad and she tripped and fell down the stairs. But they were really pushing for accidental death. So murder. I don't know whether they were trying to avoid murder. It didn't seem like it came up at all. But they were like, no, well, they just you would, this yeah, you would. You would want to avoid the stigma of suicide. Mm-hmm. Would, that's something you would want to avoid, especially if people know that she had been very depressed and unwell yeah. and sad and things. You'd want to make sure for such a pious woman that though that sort of thought didn't enter people's minds. So no, it was mm-hmm. an accident. Indeed. So, yeah. But as we think on poor Amy, I have a little final bit. Okay. Because I've wanted to talk about this for a while. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth's death. Yes. And you alluded to it earlier. Yes. That famous makeup. The famous whitening. And our good old friend, (laughs) Poison. (laughs) (laughs) As I said, we may not know what caused Amy's death, but we do know how Queen Elizabeth died. Well, sort of, maybe. Ish, maybe. Sort of, maybe, because she never allowed a post-mortem, so we have no fucking idea, really. But But we can can guess. We can guess. We can guess. And people, you know what, surprisingly, have guessed. They have guessed (laughs) a lot over the years. There's a lot more to work with with Queen Elizabeth. And we also have some poison to work with. Yes. So I will give a shout out at this point as well to another great writer, Dr. Susie Edge, who is on TikTok, on Instagram, Mm. and her books, Mortal Monarchs. She is absolutely brilliant at talking about... She just knows everything. She's a doctor and a historian about how various kings and queens died and all of the gross stuff that's associated (laughs) with them. And she's so entertaining. Go find her. Seek her out. I do enjoy her TikTok. She's amazing. She is well worth your time. And a genuinely nice person, it seems. It seems. It seems. Maybe even. <laughs> she adds in quickly. Actually, she's a nightmare. She's, well, I don't know. I, I still like her. Either way, I'd be like, oh, I'll be your friend. It's fine. But Liz the first, like Liz the second, never expected to be queen. And this, I'm giving you backstory here, not too much again, but to set into context where the makeup came from. Because mm. it's important. So when she was crowned, she was 25. She had a good run of things, despite being constantly hounded to get married and have babies. Oh, So she had her favourites, possible lovers. She had Dudley, and after him came the Earl of Essex, who's a bit of a shit. She really liked him so much until she cut off his head. 
Oh, yeah, that'll do it. And then she liked him for a bit after that as well. She was all, like, <laughs> cried for him for ages. Going, you cut Aww. off his head, woman. <laughs> but you mentioned how we pictured dear Queen Liz. Good Queen Bess. Yes. How do you picture her? Mainly quite quite pale. Pale. Pale with big black old sugary teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you think like pale. And big red hair. Red hair. Red hair. The fabulous dresses and the white, white yep. face. This was how... Queen Elizabeth I had been portrayed in books, in films, for centuries, for literally for centuries, right up until very, very recently. Mm. Elizabeth, the one that we've mentioned before, and I think also the Seahawk, starring Errol Flynn. Oh. Queen Elizabeth in that is not white-faced and horrific and hideous. I mean, it's in black and white, so you can't really tell. <laughs> so she could be. <laughs> she could be. She could be. They maybe just whited up her face massively. But mostly, it's like Queen Elizabeth is just this perpetually this white-faced rotten-teeth red-haired woman <laughs> and she wasn't she wasn't when she was younger no that came along a bit later I feel. it came along a bit later Th- this signature look let's say <laughs> it sort of was Very formed much is. Yes. <laughs> just before her 30th birthday when she fell ill with the pox the, pox. the small pox yes only disease that's ever been eradicated completely yes mm. but then the court are panicking going oh shit not another one who's going to <laughs> die of this please shag someone and give us a baby the doctors knew it was the smallpox. Smallpox causes fever, sweating, nausea, but also the rash. The rash, yes. like chickenpox, but you've got a rash that turns into blisters full of pus. Nice. Nice pussy blisters. A lot around the mouth too, ulcers, mm. in, in, and down the throat as well. So it, it's just horrible. So lots of pussy spots all over the place that are bursting and then they Bam. smell. The queen still, at this time, she's young. You know, mm. they're all trying to marry her off. Everyone not, coming not, in not going, oh, how are you feeling? Also, this ma- this plague doctor, he's not doing a lot right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. She's lovely, honestly, when she spruces herself up. No, she's has this terrible, mm. terrible illness. She's incredibly lucky to survive it. To survive it relatively unscathed. Yeah. She did have scars on her face. Smallpox death rate was about 30% yeah. at the time. If the body wins the fight against the pox, same with chicken pox, it, it scabs over into blisters. The scabs will fall off. In smallpox, the scabs will leave a scar. Yeah. So you'll have the pockmarked skin. Now, she had pockmarks on her face. Her lady-in-waiting, Mary Dudley, Robert's sister, was not so lucky. She was apparently really badly disfigured yeah. from smallpox. She was attending to the queen, so mm. she caught it. There were rumours that she wore masks for the rest of her life. Apparently, that's just hyperbole, but... She was hugely disfigured. Everyone wrote about that her f- her beauty was absolutely decimated. Her husband said that. It was like, way to support your wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Queen then just sort of pushed Mary away afterwards. Again, like when she cured herself. It was yeah. like, we're both fine. Mary's ugly now. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to be associated yeah, with Yeah, I, I don't want to look at you every day. It's really sad. Queen was left for telltale signs of her illness. And that would not do for the image obsessed Queen. Elizabeth I was obsessed with her image because she freaking had to be. She was a woman... In a man's world, Mm. now there had been female queens before as well, but she was determined to look powerful, to maintain the same strength through her life. Her motto was always the same, always the same. So maybe that was translated into her skincare and the way she looked. Mm. She wanted to remain relevant and youthful. Youthful was relevant. Mm. In a court full of men, if you're not young then you're not full of fresh ideas. You're suddenly getting old, you're getting past it, oh, let's push her aside and let's get a nice young 14-year-old in your place. So she covered her marks with cosmetics. 
In the later years of her reign, she sought to create what was famously called the Mask of Youth. This is by historian Sir Roy Strong in the 1970s. This Mask of Youth, not, not to attract her husband, to maintain her image as powerful, relevant, and a vigorous ruler. And she did that with... Lead. Lead. With lovely, lovely lead. No, she used other things as well. Mm. She didn't just use it, lead. She coloured her lips with cinnabar, which contains mercury, pigment, lovely. Black coal for her eyes, which has got antimony, belladonna in the eyes as well. The red wig, more mercury. That's yeah. nice. And of course, layers and layers and layers of the white face paint full of lead. She favoured, apparently, the Venetian ceruse. That's what it was called. That was mm-hmm. the most expensive and famous one. Mm-hmm. And that's a mixture of lead, vinegar and water. The, the, the finest, the finest, the finest from Venice, the finest white. from the streets of Venice, the <laughs> lead in the water. Just put it on your face. Whether she uses it exclusively or not, people have debated way too much. It's like the <laughs> lead was involved, yes. people. So Liz and others of her ilk would wear this makeup for about a week at a time without washing it off. Mm. And then when you washed it off, you used a combination of mercury and eggshells. Okay. To get it off your face. Well, you want a bit of exfoliant type yeah, thing yeah, going exactly, in there. Exactly, so, yeah. but you'd be okay. really let it soak in yeah. in the in-between. Lead poisoning eats away at you over time, causing headaches, muscle pain, high blood pressure, and depression. Lead scrambles the brain. And this is where the phrase saturnine comes from. Nature Rome. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the Romans working with lead would get into this miserable state. And it's thought that the phrase saturnine came from that. This melancholy state because of the amount of people who were working with lead and they got miserable mm-hmm. and depressed because they were being poisoned to death. Mm-hmm. Her teeth, as you've alluded to, were also rotting yes. by the stage. Lots of people said she loves a sweet. She, she loves, loves sweet. She, loves she did sweet. love a sweet. Yes. She did love a sweet, but she was also just covering herself in poison. <laughs> so they were yellow at first, not uneven, and then several missing. She couldn't speak very well as a result. So all the suitors who were coming up, they were like, oh, fuck, no, mm. Jesus. And then eventually blackened teeth and they're rotting in her mouth. So that's not going to smell nice, yeah, really. Yeah, it's not the best look. And when they rot, there's bacterial infection. So it's it's not a look. It's not, it's it's not, not a ideal. Look. It's not ideal. No one was trying to marry her at the end. Yeah. Nobody wanted that. So she's just covered in poison and with rotten teeth and just hair that's on fire. <laughs> Face is falling off. Yeah, but... but the older she got, the more she piled it on yeah. because she had to maintain this figure of youth. It was well documented that Elizabeth fell into... Pr- into depression at the end of her lengthy reign she was still working around the clock there's reports of her standing for hours on end refusing to sit down because maybe she was afraid if she sat down that would be it she'd she'd sort of collapse Mm. and everything but just to maintain this position of power and her ladies-in-waiting in in the end put cushions and blankets on the floor of her chamber so if she ever wanted to sit down she could collapse somewhere just, comfortably <laughs> but she would just stand like in a trance pretty much just staring for hours on end refusing to sit down and refusing to take all this stuff off but in the end she was emaciated she refused medical examination she said there will be no autopsy mm. just leave it be and she died on the 24th of March 1603 and at the time people thought she had died from cancer others think it was pneumonia but many believe she was slowly poisoned yeah by her makeup quite likely over the decades succumbed to blood poisoning caused by the lead having that much poison on your face can only have a detrimental effect yes it's not it's not going to be ideal yes but this is the image that endured of elizabeth first across the centuries it's how she's forever portrayed walter raleigh called her a lady whom time had surprised (laughs) but that is the story of elizabeth the first 
and her deadly makeup, (laughs) of the murder plot that she was involved in, Mm. and a history of true crime in the Elizabethan era. I mean, there's a lot going on for one episode there. Yay! (laughs) You crammed a lot of things in. I crammed a lot in, in good time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm, I'm slightly hesitant about the murder. (laughs) <laughs> but okay, an interesting mystery. I'll give you that. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I'll Some people you... absolutely swear down yeah. that it's a murder. Fair enough. That was the bit where I was going, when I, went, I finished writing all of this and went, did anything actually happen? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of shit going on, but did anyone kill on anyone? No, we'll go with that. Nice. Yay. Nicely I love done. the Elizabethans. They're all a bit mad. They're all a bit mad. Yeah. You could like delve into all the plots. Oh, great. Fantastic. I think I I covered once 007. You did? Yes. Hmm? No, yes, because that was a whole Elizabethan thing. You did? Yes, I think I mentioned that. I can't remember what episode that came up in. I don't remember either. I'm just nodding along going, yes, that probably happened. Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned it in passing. Yes. That's what I'm going to say about it now. (laughs) Do you remember any of that? Everyone's going to have to go back and listen listen, (laughs) and figure out what I'm talking about. Well, if anyone wants to know more about the Elizabethan era, and if you want us to delve into the plots and the the spy masters, but we're happy to take suggestions mm. and take votes on it. Maybe Christopher Marlowe could be an interesting one uh, playwright who was involved in a lot of shit, and a lot, uh, a lot of, of the playwrights killed people as well. Yeah, but the details are surprisingly scant. <laughs> they killed people. They wrote a play. The end. The end. That's all. That's all they needed to do. Well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the murder of Robert Dudley's wife? Do you think that this was a murder? Do you think Queen Elizabeth I was involved? Do you think it was a plot by his enemies? Do you think it was a tragic accident? Mm. What do you think of all that was going on in Queen Elizabeth I's court and the history of true crime? What draws you to true crime every week? We'd love to know, but we're very happy you're here. Yeah, absolutely. And also the famous lead face paint. (laughs) Any other stories that we can cover on those, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Jump on the comments of wherever you listen to this episode. Tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings, your musings, your makeup tips. Yes. But most importantly, if... Nick remembers the quantities. Yeah, because I sort of made up as one along, really. Mix yourself up. Aunt Gordon's Grand uh, Staircase. Yeah, I mean, that's gone down a treat. I mean, yeah, we've nailed two of those. Yeah, that's really good. It was... I'm, 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 I said to myself, I was very, very pleased with that. So I will attempt to decipher how I made it <laughs> and post it out this evening. So yes, yeah, so do give it a go. Give it That's a go. very nice. It's a delight. If you haven't already, please consider joining us on patreon.com forward slash the poisonous cabinet to get extra episodes every single week as well as bonus content and all sorts of lovely shenanigans. We've got book clubs on there. We have bloopers. We have little videos. We have a higher tier where you get a little gift pack from us <gasps> as well. And please do leave us a review on Apple iTunes or where you listen to your podcast and follow us on social media, particularly Instagram, TikTok, and give us a follow or subscribe on YouTube so we can just get the numbers up and create more video content on there for all of you. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.